Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Chris, aka SSJ Blackrod, and this is Should I Play That, a podcast about video games and the industry and culture surrounding them. Man, it's good to be back. I am here with Rod. Rod, what's good, bro? Hey, Chris, what's going on? Oh, man, it's it's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, perfect intro, by the way. Literally Thank perfect. You. Thank you. Um, I've I've been I've been sort of teasing with people about like you know jumping back into podcasting um like all great things all great things that like that like i i appreciate all of the inputs and 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 comments that we get about the show but people but people they miss us man they're like hmm. chris chris wh- what do you think about starfield what do you think about <laughs> about uh final fantasy 16 what do you think about hmm. about sea of stars hmm well that's a lot of that's a lot of games to talk about because mm-hmm. we're eating good right now. We are. This, this is it's a, a great this, year. It's a it's a an amazing. I almost feel like. Would you say that this this is almost like a twenty six? Like remember twenty sixteen? I think twenty sixteen was another 20, really good year. Yeah, I think uh, twenty seventeen was a great year. I know for sure. Twenty sixteen, yes, I think it was a good one. Twenty seventeen had like uh, Zelda. Um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a bunch of other bangers that of course I cannot remember right now, but I know 2017 in my mind sticks out for I think oh that was the launch of the Switch. So we had Mario Odyssey as well. Um and a, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh yeah, and, and I think 99 was also a like a banner year. That was like Metal Gear Solid, um, and uh one of the Final Fantasies, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it was I think it's up there though. 2023 is a fantastic year filled with like just games on games just releasing at a, a crazy clip there's there's usually a point in the year where things slow down and i'm able to play like a bunch of stuff or catch up and i, I just i don't think i felt like that at all this year no it's been nonstop. it's been mm-hmm. and but i you also like i i you know sit back and think and i'm like all right so the the playstation 5 series x have been out for is this year four Year three, year four? Um, th- three, I think. Twenty twenty, yeah, year three. So, so it's it's been out for three years, and of course, you know, we've had like all of the pushbacks from from the pandemic, mm-hmm. and like it's, it was only a matter of time before we sort of hit that like the the the, the golden the golden age of like this of this life cycle of systems, mm-hmm. um. And it could only go, it could only, like, it's only going up from here. And that's the, that's the amazing part. Um, like, I'm, I'm excited to sort of see what's next, but I feel like let's, let's enjoy what we have now. It's like, before yeah. we sort of like, you know, uh, like die off of that cliff. Um, they, like you said, this year has been really solid. I've, uh, I've actually completed a couple of games this year. I know that's uh, that's something we joke about. It's like, yo, Chris, when was the last time we finished a game? Listen, not, now, now these games are sort of like you know scratching itches that haven't been you know uh, scratched in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've been I've been enjoying some video games lately. Um, yeah, that's that's always good to hear. And when we get to the end of the year, I, I genuinely don't know. Like, I still, even though it's a September right now, um, I don't even know what game of the year will even look like at this point. Like there's been so much stuff that I have actually liked. I would say I might go so far to say that there's been more that I've enjoyed uh, than I haven't. 
Uh, and that's that does not happen all the time, especially when it comes to bigger games. Um, usually the gems are I, I'm finding like in the indie space, just stuff all the time. And it's just like raining games, like awesome games constantly. And I'm finding myself disappointed with a lot of the, the bigger titles. But but this year, some of the bigger titles have definitely brought it. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly talk a little bit about that today. I'll, I mean, let's, let's sort of, I guess, start the conversation uh, before we talk about like, you know, what we've played, but just the mm-hmm. conversation of how, you know, um starfield for example mm. this game apparently has been you know in the oven for how many years was it maybe six yeah six six to eight somewhere in, in that ballpark probably um because i think it's been eight almost eight years since fallout four right i, I feel uh, like that's about right yeah seven seven years or eight years something like that um so Be- bethesda has not released um anything since then i mean the the prime studio not necessarily like their their you know fallout 76 the the kind of the arms of their studio but like bgs but that's a game studios as a whole this is their first release since then um and this is their first new game universe in what 20 years yeah something like that it's been nothing but fallout and uh you know elder scrolls yeah, yeah. So I think it's a big deal. Um, I, I, it's a big deal for a lot of reasons. I think um, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, and I don't want to I don't want to put too fine a point on it and say like, oh, this is the make or break for Microsoft. I, I don't really think that's necessarily the case. Um, I think Microsoft will be fine, kind of regardless of how Starfield does. But of course, they do want this to be um, big and they want it to be successful. Um, and I think for Bethesda, it's exciting for them because it's it represents like their third pillar they've sort of talked about um they've talked about having a third series to sort of prop up elder scrolls and fallout um and, and starfield is the culmination of that um they'll you know they'll they'll kind of have three separate settings that they'll be able to sort of rotate between for the foreseeable future so um yeah i, th- I think it's a big deal uh for 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 the long haul see and what's crazy about Bethesda games is the I think most game cycles, you know, the game a game will release. Um, it'll either have like that critical acclaim or it'll be a critical flop, mm-hmm. and it, you, that's pretty much that's all you really hear about that game in that cycle. Bethesda games are different. The, the modding community is huge, and Bethesda they have fully embraced that, and there's more of mod presence on consoles now. So for them it's only a matter of time before someone drops like a really, really good mod that trends on TikTok, And it just, it, it generates that buzz for the game. So we could like, we could go through what we're going through right now with, you know, how people are sort of rating the game and like their initial impressions. We'll mm-hmm. go through that cycle, but give, give this game like six to eight months, maybe, you know, come back to the game a year from now. There'll be like so many things added to you know the game that I, th- I think that's what's going to print the money for Microsoft. Yeah, people continually kind of going back to the game. Yeah, and, and in that essence, I think it's actually like a really good Game Pass game. And I don't mean that. I I, I kind of sometimes dislike that term only because I, I don't want to distill like an entire game towards like a service like that and say like, Oh, it's only good to play if you have this service. But when I say Starfield is a good game pass game, I mean like kind of what you just said, right? Like it, Starfield 
is likely going to uh, have like this 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 presence that's going to be to to last. Like it's a game that you know isn't maybe quite a service uh, title, right? It's it's not. I wouldn't classify it like that. But like you said, there's going to be a lot of mods. Um, there's going to be a specifically on the PC side. I don't think that's been implemented on the consoles yet. Um, but there's going to be a lot of mods, a lot of patches. I'm sure they, like DLC, additional content. I expect Starfield to get like a decent amount of support, like a substantial amount of support for years to come. So, so this is something that I think Microsoft hopes people will continue coming back to. And so for people maybe like myself who uh, primarily you know subs to the service, um, you know as opposed to purchasing a lot of the games on the system, like that's how they'll keep my sub is, you know, oh, and full disclosure, I haven't played Starfield yet, but um, I'm looking forward to digging into that this week. But, you know, maybe in the months to years to come, assuming that I like the game, I'm enjoying it. Um, that's something that like, I want to keep a Game Pass sub for in order to keep playing it um, or yeah. just outright buy the game, which Microsoft wins kind of either way in that scenario. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> down the road when we start seeing, you know, uh, like game of the year editions or like, like, I wonder what that's going to look like. Do they even do that? Do they just, or do they just drop it as like a, like an update towards the game? I could see like a boxed game of the year, maybe um, at some point, maybe like a year uh, down the road, assuming like that content is out maybe in a year's time. Do, I don't know if it would be. Do games still do that? When was the last game, like the game of the year re-release of something? That's actually a really good point. I'm, I'm not quite certain, actually. That's a really good question. Um, the last thing I can think of is like that Batman Arkham City game with the ridiculous uh, box art with nothing but the, uh, oh. the critic <laughs> quotes on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the new, that's the new art. It's just, it's yeah. just quotes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's. I think maybe um, maybe Borderlands two. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Three, I don't yeah. even know if three got a game of the year edition. Did it? Yeah, I think I think they just tie tie things behind like season passes now. Season passes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even think that's the thing. Wow, yeah, we're we're out of the era now. Yeah, which does make sense on some level um you know i mean essentially it it could be bundled in a 60 or 70 dollar pack i guess you know um with you know i saw cyber cyberpunk 2077 get bundled in with the phantom liberty or whatever it's called mm. uh, i saw that 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 that's going for i think 60 or 70 msrp i actually don't know what that game launched at i think it was 60 right um and so it's not like they're not labeling it like a game of the year edition, which would be very funny, but um, but they are they're just bundling it together. So you have that option to do it at full price um, and maybe they'll do that in, in a box. But I mean, with with physical sales declining uh, as they are, it probably is irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Also, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So um, I've dabbled in starfield i um mm. i'm maybe maybe about four three three-ish hours in this is be fair about three-ish hours in uh created my character and um you know just started the adventure um there's there's two there's two sides that i'm hearing about playing starfield right now i'm hearing the, the camp of just power your way through like the store like the main mission and then like the game opens up or sort of just like just play the game how you want to play it. Um, I think that 
I am team, like, I'll get as far as, like, my attention span, like, takes me. And then if something, like, diverts me, then I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. that's the way to play those games, man. Yeah. Um, For sure. And sorry, I don't know if you wanted to transition into, like, you know, what you've been playing stuff, because I have a lot of questions I would ask you about this. But Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like, I... So, so first of all, I, have to, I do have to ask you about uh, the intro because something that I have noticed people say is that, in fact, I was texting with, with someone today. They were telling me that they were only an hour or two in and that it's uh, pretty slow. Like there was, it has a, a slow burn to it. And that's not the first time I've heard that. So uh, what was your onboarding experience like been with the game? Has the systems been overwhelming? Has it been intriguing narratively for you so far? Like, what's that been like? So, so I co-sign 100% with what your your friend was saying, is that this is a slow burn. Like, there games like this, I feel like, sort of, it's not a requirement. There doesn't need to have, like, that big moment to hook you in, but I haven't mm-hmm. had that moment yet. I haven't had that moment that, like, has me saying, okay, now I'm playing Starfield. Like, I haven't had... And I feel like in Skyrim, that might be the moment where like, you finally like see a dragon or you fight a dragon for the first time. Or um, I, like, I haven't had like that wowing moment yet. So with, like, with what I had to experience, like, I've experienced you know, some gunfights. I've experienced um, like a good bit of dialogue and like, them like, giving you the onboarding of the story or the main story. Um, and I, like, I've done some, like, shit battles, and I, I think that I could see where I'm gonna like this game, but it, it's sort of like, it's, I don't want to say it's Skyrim in space, but, like, it's not, or, like, Fallout, more so Fallout in space, um, what's the difference between those two that you, the, like, with the comparison? Or like Fallout and Starfield? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, what makes it more Fallout rather than Skyrim? Uh, I mean, that, that, it falls down to like the, the gunplay. Like, um, ah, okay, yeah. So, like, essentially, like you're, it's it. I'm feeling like the the like how I feel like in Fallout, but it doesn't slow down. Like, there's no like that system or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's more fluid in a sense. That's good. I assume that you'll be doing a fair amount of combat in Starfield. So it's good to know that that's competent. Yeah. Um, you know, because when I think of Bethesda combat, I think of whacking somebody with a sword in Skyrim. And I'm, I'm like, yep, this is a Bethesda game. Um, so, okay. So, so you, you do agree with the slow burn bit. And it sounds like you did dabble in a, in a number of the systems. Um, a lot of people have also made comments about like the immersion level and like the the traveling not necessarily being as seamless as some people thought it might be. Um, so less like a no man's sky in that regard. And, and Has that bothered you? Or So that's something that like, I, I try not to bring up no mm. man's sky in comparison. Yes. Yes, but, exactly. But like, it's, if, if you're going into this, expecting a no man's sky, like seamlessness, that's not there. So this mm-hmm. game, this game is, for the most part sort of like instances where like you're you're doing whatever you're doing and menus like that the sense of like flying off of a planet is pretty much tied to like a cutscene um and like just 
traversing from like planet to system to like uh space station it's it's really all done in menus yeah which sounds like i would have liked that seamlessness but honestly i don't really know if i'd mind like especially if i'm going to play if if i'm going to be in this on my 50th hour like i might not want to do that maybe i do just want to fast travel everywhere you know um i don't know I'm going to have to get my hands on it and and find out. But I do want to say real quick, and I don't I try not to norm- <laughs> do this ordinarily, but I am going to pat myself on the back because I do recall when we were talking about I think um the Starfield I don't know if it was the Starfield Direct. Maybe it was that we were talking privately about and I was like I said something along the lines of like this is not going to be like, I know there was a lot of memes saying like oh no man Starfield. And I was like I this doesn't look like the same game at all like this this looks like it's going for a completely separate thing for no man's sky the only similarities being that its setting is in space that's kind of it but even then like mm, i think i think there's more of a it's definitely more of a narrative in starfield oh of course for sure yeah no no man's sky and that's what sort that's what's gotten me not to really jump into no man's sky like that is because of like how open it is and how how bad the onboarding is for that game like the tutorial the tutorial for no man's sky loses me every time every time i re-download that game because i see like a really cool like trailer for a free update like what they've done with this game is is like it's literally the best uh comeback story in gaming mm-hmm. um like you want to see more developers like really have a passion behind their project like this, like dropping full fledged like updates to the game that other companies would have easily turned that into like some sort. They either would have turned it into a numbered sequel or turn it into some sort of like season pass type of you know you know uh, like live service thing, like sort of like Destiny. Um, they could have easily done that, but they didn't. But it's just the 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 onboarding for that game is so. They just gotta revamp it. I really want to get into the game. I really do. I might. I might need to play with someone who has gotten through that, and they can sort of walk me through it. Yeah, I mean, these are two completely separate games to me, like No Man's Sky and Starfield. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, like, so Star. Yeah, yeah Starfield is definitely different. Whereas, like, you're playing this more so for the the story and just like the randomness that you know these these games sort of throw at you. So, you know, the character that I'm playing with. Uh, when you're creating the character, you have pretty much like background traits and sort of things about your character that that'll like add to your story. So mm-hmm. there are certain ones that you could pick that I've already sort of seeing like my sort of my story sort of be affected by some of these choices that I made. So mm-hmm. uh, when when you if you want something that's more like attuned to that instead of the the random randomness and openness of no man's sky then i think like that's a that's that's where the two games are separate 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah yeah i mean starfield looks i think this looks really cool i've seen a lot of the reactions uh, i've read a bunch of people's like critical opinions about it at this point um including people i follow anyway um and i feel like it's it's mostly been positive um there's been some sort of weak lukewarmness um toward it, it to some degree i think a large part of you that know being the, tr- you know what the issue is and it, it's that? sort of it, it's something that we we all hate on this show is the fact that like the consensus that i hear about this is that oh the game isn't fun until like hour 12 <laughs> right yeah 
and I hate that. I, I feel like if if I'm really gonna enjoy the game, like I should be, I should know that I like it within like the first like, I'd, I'd give it an hour if anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I think the whole onboarding into the game, like that, has to be done right. Yeah, and that's that's fair. That that's fair. I mean, I always think of. I say this. I feel like every other episode, but like Days Gone is always the game that comes to my mind. It's like it got good. It got decent after like hour twenty. And it's like, I can't recommend this game. To, I can't say, hey, yeah. Chris, go play 20 hours of this first before you actually enjoy it. Like, that's a really big investment. Um, so I, I have a, I have my suspicions on what the ramp up to Starfield actually looks like. I mean, who knows if I'll actually feel that way when I get my hands on it and I get to that hour 12. Um, maybe I dig it totally from the beginning and that's cool. But yeah, maybe I do experience that ramp up. Um, but I'm very excited to find out, though. Like everything I've read about the game, even like some of the negative stuff, honestly, just has me more interested and excited. I'm, I'm just I'm very intrigued. I'm kind of in the mood for a Bethesda like experience at this point, like that just and in that setting. Like I've always wanted to play a game like an, a, a deep RPG in space. I think that sounds awesome. Um, we've gotten close a few times. I think things like Mass Effect have come out and been really fun uh but i think where those games aren't what those games uh don't have uh that starfield might be providing me is the ability to um like the i guess the level of freedom that i may have in starfield again haven't played it but it seems like i'll have a certain degree of bethesda like freedom in that so i can go be a smuggler if i want or uh or i could be a good person and help randos out on like you know at in a city or something, you know, um, whereas I think Mass Effect is a more linear narrative focused experience. Um, so, yeah, I- I'm excited to check this out. Uh, honestly, very, yeah. very stoked. Uh, let's let's talk about something that we've both played. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Oh, OK. We want to jump into this. OK, let's let's go ahead <laughs> and and do that. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and start, actually, if you don't. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. Um, so I am uh, pretty deep into the game right now. I, I think I'm actually about to to end, end it. Um, it seems like things are wrapping up. Now, um, this game has only been out for, I think it's been out for a couple months, but I don't want to spoil anybody. Um, but there is there's just a, a, a checkpoint. There's a there's a checkpoint in the game where like. I, I, it's very clear that I'm I'm probably about to to end the game, um, and so uh, this has been a deeply frustrating experience for me. Like just this this whole game, um, there have been some really cool highs, um, but there have been so many lows uh, to the point of. In fact, let me give you just a quick example. So I'm I am the type of person that I will always let. Like I will always let dialogue play out, like especially when it's voiced. Um, I will always let it play out, always, no matter what. Uh, this is the first game I can remember where I have started skipping dialogue. Um, <laughs> like, and and it's not even that. It's like it's written super poorly. It's that some of it is just boring, and I, a lot of it is like a lot of it is in the side quests. The side quests are are largely awful they're very much go here pick these flowers go back watch cutscene um there now to its credit i had did see a lot of people say all the side quests are bad i actually don't think that's true i think that there are a few side quests that are very intriguing in fact there's a there's one early side quest we haven't 
talked about this game on the show yet. Um, so just kind of set, to set the stage, um, if you have not played the game, Final Fantasy 16 is is uh, largely a story about uh, oppression with these uh, people called bearers who are able to wield magic. And uh, they're used by people in uh, people in society, people without magic, um, essentially. And uh, once they use enough magic, they like turn to stone um, and, and die, basically. And there is a, uh, a, a cutscene, or I'm sorry, cutscene, a side quest where you are um, you you are following like a little girl, and she's like looking for someone. Um, I, I am going to spoil this this side quest. It's very early in the game, but but it's it's an example of a very very good quest. Um, but you're following this this little girl. She's looking for some something. You're someone. It sounds like a pet, actually. She's like kind of. She's like I am looking for Agnes or whatever the name is of the person or the the thing. And you're thinking it's like a pet the whole time, like an animal um, that she's lost. Um, she may even refer to it as like her pet at some point. Uh, come to find out, fast forward, and and you've kind of searched the town for so, so not only oh, yeah. does the girl does like like refers to this thing as like the pet but like also like there are people in the village mm. that are doing the same thing right yes 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 excellent excellent point yeah so you're thinking at this point yeah okay it's super it's a i'm gonna find this dog or whatever um but you, you find you find out after searching the village uh that it was actually a person. It was one of the bearers that have turned to stone because the, the little girl comes up to you and is like, oh, there you are. Um, and like pointing out like the person who is dead now. Um, and even your main character is like, what the hell? Like, what is what is wrong with you? Um, and it was a very, it, it, it's a very heavy handed, uh, you know, allegory that the game is trying to make but i thought it was one that was pretty effective um especially because the first few quests up to that point had been very rote so i was i was kind of surprised but also hyped at that point so i was like okay like if this is the quality of of the quest like going forward like this is pretty solid like it was a nice emotional turn um that was not the case <laughs> that quest is is one of very few and i actually have been doing like almost all of the side quests that I've come across. Um, and, and, and most of them don't reach those heights. There are a couple that kind of get there. Um, but it's the dialogue is like, is written like, um, like they'll state, they'll state the name of someone, their objective, and then restate that same thing, like two or three times, like in the same dialogue, like, uh, section like they'll kind of be saying the same thing over and over and over again and the writing is very flowery it's it's very it's it's meant to elicit game of thrones like the developers were extremely inspired by game of thrones just straight up cribbing from that show um at a certain point um even down to like the main narrative beats um and it's it, so I, I i found it just very grating after a while. Um, I have not, I did not find the combat actually to be all that engaging. Like, I think it looks cool. Um, but the game never really gave me a reason to experiment with many of the other options. I kind of just found the most overpowered thing I could and just abused it to victory. And that's kind of how I've been handling all of the encounters. And because I mean, it, the game is easy enough to where, again, you're not really, you're not really forced to adapt. Um, I kind of hesitate bringing this up because it's not the same type of game. But when we talk about games like 
Dark Souls or Elden Ring or whatever, like any of these these FromSoft Souls games, like the you're you're forced to um to react and to um to adjust your combat style based on uh whatever the opponent or the enemy is doing to you. And in Final Fantasy, it wants to be this action game, this devil may cry, bayonetta type thing. Um where you could be pretty stylish. And I think you you can. There are some cool things you can do in it. But outside of some style points and getting a high rank in like the arcade mode or whatever, like there's no real point for you to do that or to really engage in those systems. And so it made the combat feel very mashy to me. Um and again, just not 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 as satisfying as I would have liked it to be. So there is very much no turn-based combat in this. Um, very very different game than more of a fifteen uh, than than anything else. Um, this game actually also reminded me of thirteen. I don't know if you played thirteen, Chris, but um, Final Fantasy thirteen mm-hmm. was a essentially like a hallway. Like I think of it like a hallway game. Like you are being I hear funneled. That a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're being funneled from one area to another practically the entire game like you get an illusion of freedom but the world is essentially like loosely interconnected between uh different checkpoints within like a uh larger world quote unquote um but there's nothing really interesting in the world um there's a lot there's some items that you can go find that it's usually like five gil or some shit like it's it's nothing like, I don't think I've picked up one item in my, I don't know, 40 or 50 hours at this point of playing this game where I was like, wow, I'm really glad I went off the beaten path to go find that. Um, oh, yeah. I think yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the extra, like, cool things are tied behind, like, the bounties and some of, like, the like the extra things to do, like, the extra side quests. Um, yes. So yes. I, I, think a lot, I think this game is another game that falls into a, a lot of the content sort of being in menus i think this, mm. this is one of those games where i i feel like i, I was just in the menu a lot because it, it's just sort of like what you're saying it, it sort of it gives you that sense when you're in like the open world in certain areas that's like okay this is a big world but like it's not it's not detailed if that makes yeah. sense it's, it's sort yeah. of like it's it's sort if- of like it's like uh yeah like i guess you could you could really say sort of like hallways Especially yeah, I mean, like, and, and, and like the story missions, um, yeah, really feels like that. Which, which I think this game. So, so just very quickly, like the things that I liked are, I think the game looks great. Um, it looks stellar, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. Like it's 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 yeah. in in a in a year that I think has like very good game music. Like I've played several games this year where I'm like, this might be this is a top tier soundtrack like this final final fantasy 16 soundtrack is stellar it might even be like my favorite part of the whole game like it's the battle theme is rousing boss battles yeah the boss battles uh just just audibly and visually are really cool um and i mean they're just they're really neat and so i like like that stuff is cool um, but on the flip side of that, you also have a main story that has severe downtime, <laughs> like between every main story, like I get there's a there needs to be a come down period after you like basically go all Dragon Ball Z on some of these some of these boss battles, 
like there has to be a rest period that your heroes take but there are some ridiculous <laughs> downtime moments like you're going from like basically these kaiju battles to going to deliver like tea to somebody like to a couple different <laughs> villagers like it's just it and, and i mean final fantasy has arguably and a lot of our Jap- uh, japanese rpgs or not even japanese but just rpgs in general have always had this sort of you know dissonance like yakuza has that sort of dissonance um as well but the the issue with final fantasy is that so often you're you're traveling to and from some of these locations um like with with no narrative momentum um and, and that really kills the game for me and i end up getting very bored and i think that's one reason why i bought this game day one and I'm still playing it like, you know, a couple months later because it's taken me so long to get through. It just it feels like that main narrative feels like a slog um, mm. a lot of the time. Not all the time. There are some moments in there that I, I've enjoyed and some of the characters are, are cool um, and I, I've, I've liked following them. But um, but but yeah, some of the the, the moment to moment is just not it's not as effective as I want it to be. Um, and, and, and perhaps I'll be, well, maybe when we decide to spoil this game totally, um, we'll be able to, I'll be able to express more of that, especially once I finish it. But yeah, uh, real, this is a real mixed bag to me. It, it, this is not, this isn't the home run that I was hoping for. So, and, and I feel like that's a very, very fair assessment to give the game. Um, I, I feel like, I might have, and I feel like I I enjoyed the combat maybe a little bit more than you did. Um, I don't know. I feel like there was just sort of like a a sense of power like throughout the whole game, um, and and sort of figuring out like how to like your the, the game can sort of fall down to finding like the right combo that will like get you through most of the game. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the the sense of all right, you know, I'm, I have like this new power set. What can I do in this pretty much essentially like in this new move set that's mm-hmm. different from like the the other ones and like do you it's I think devil may cry and like how you have like the different i guess forms and I think mm-hmm. in like the later devil may cries they sort of let you uh, change like the forms in between like combos and stuff so that's that it sort of builds on top of you know uh one another um and I, I don't know I, I sort of enjoyed that. I, mm-hmm. I I think that the game at some point will get easy once you sort of figure out what works for you. Um, but that's that's sort of what got me to sort of power through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that combat system is yeah, it's just the, the the combat system and sort of like as I, I will say that I was playing the game like you. I was playing where I would you know go through the story and then as I'm seeing like the you know the exclamation points pop up. I'm doing like side quests like on the way to things, but eventually it gets to the point where like like you said, it's like, hey, you know, go back to this village, you know, fight these six people, get an item, go back, and like there's there, like there's no narrative reason behind doing some of the uh, the side quests. That now I, I I feel like there's a couple towards the back half that add more story to some of mm-hmm. these characters that you meet along the journey. Absolutely. And those are the ones that you're going to want to do. But yeah, like I, it got to a point where I would see the side quest pops pop up and I'm like, nah, 
I'm 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 gonna I'm just gonna stick to the main story and just just you know go through that. Um, but besides, which I, which I oh go ahead go ahead. Which I I, I feel like it, it's sort of I'm going to play this game uh, you know over again in uh, New Game Plus. So oh wow okay. That's sort of why like I'll give like that completionist playthrough. Because mm-hmm. I mean typically when you play Final Fantasies you do the New Game Plus. To to get like the ultimate weapon and and get all the extra side stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. usually when I when I do that in a playthrough. But like usually the first time around, I'm just I I, w- I want to get the main story and like the gist of like the combat, and then like I'll give it time. I usually I'll I'll give it like a I'll, I'll come back to it after a year. Yeah, yeah. This was a game that I I played just out of curiosity honestly because i i wasn't necessarily hyped for this like i'm not a huge final fantasy person like i, I like them it, it, it's a it's a fine franchise but it's not it's never been something i've like rushed out to play but um, and i barely watched any like footage or advertisements for this i always sort of tuned out when um like this was in showcases or whatever so i was like oh, i'll probably check this out at some point uh, and then yeah the day came i picked it up um sight unseen and i don't necessarily regret it it's just i i i think it is frustrating for me because i wish it was a lot better than i feel like it is i have a couple questions about the game for you yep all right Mm -hmm. so you said this earlier that you know final fantasy 16 is more of an action game um would you would you would you do you feel like you would have liked this game a little bit more if they gave us more variation of like the like the character like like let's say like instead of just being just an attacker or like a a, a swordsman you know mm-hmm. you, I know a lot of people like being mages in these types of games so right what how do you how do you feel about like that departure from magic compared to like older games um you know I actually don't I actually don't mind it. Like, I actually kind of liked the fact initially before I like got super, super deep into it. I, I kind of liked the idea that we weren't going to kind of do the same thing over again that we've been doing for the past, you know, 15 Final Fantasy games. Like, I liked that that it was going to be more of an in your face um, evolution of of the combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was a bold risk. And so I actually don't mind that. Um, that magic is mostly gone, even though it it still exists in the form of what do they call it in this? Uh, not phasing. They call it something specific, but you have on triangle, you have like a magic attack. Um, mm. I just I, I don't I don't think you're using it more for damage. I I think you use it more for like combo extensions and to keep people in the air. Um, but yeah, I mean if they if they had more of an emphasis on magic, I'm not sure if that would really. Uh, do much for me personally um but yeah because it sort of feels like we've strayed further and further away from like old school final fantasy like turn yeah. specifically mm-hmm. so i just i really would want to see what's next like what like final fantasy 17 are we gonna you know stick with the the real-time action is that like the direction that the franchise is just making now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it really started with 12 and then 13 went back to turn-based. Um, but then 15 kind of went to like more of a hybrid mm-hmm. like 12, but more 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 real time though. I think there was still some waiting 
or some turns that like i think you could do like a version of like turn-based um or there was like a certain waiting period that you had to take i believe in 15 um that was a game i finished and can't even remember but uh but with 16 yeah full-on action i think i i do think that they keep going in this direction and i want to say that that um uh yoshi p the, the the creative director behind this game actually has gone out to say like they're looking to continue this this style of combat um in the future so that's, that's interesting i wonder yeah. but at the same time like people that really enjoy that type of gameplay i mean they have final fantasy 14 the, the yeah the mmo so that's still mm-hmm. going yeah I mean, I think for for me, what the biggest departure was wasn't even the combat, even though, yes, the combat is huge. But like to me, I think it was just the fact that for 80 percent of this game, it doesn't really feel like Final Fantasy to me. Like it just feels like a Game of Thrones knockoff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's I think that to me, like once you get towards like the the back quarter things happen in this game and it turns more into what you would expect from a final fantasy. But I mean, at that point you're like 30, 40 hours in like, that's a, a lot of cutscenes too. That's yeah, it's a lot of cutscenes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was watching, <laughs> I was watching cutscenes, but like once I realized like certain uh, cutscenes, I could just keep hitting triangle to sort of speak mm. through the, the text and everything. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what happened for me yeah yeah no totally and i i completely understand like I, again i am not the person normally who does that type of thing but but <laughs> so every now and then like i'll let them finish like maybe most of their sentence and then i'm just like okay on to the next like come on um yeah i don't know i don't want to sound too hard on this game because i don't want to sound, sound like i hate it i, I haven't hated it because i don't i did i would detest spending 50 hours on a game that i've hated um but it's just one that i feel so mixed on but i want to i want to see it through all the way to the end like i want to see how they wrap this up um but i mean as of right now like is this something i'm going to be thinking about like by the end of the year at this point i I doubt it Mm, yeah well luckily you have all these games to play too many games out right now too too Um, many and, and and then with with more to come, uh, you know, there's only September. Uh, September still has a lot of games that are uh, going to be some heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. I think October's even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, anything, anything else you want to bring up in our, you know, catch up comeback episode? Uh, yeah, actually. So. Um... Did you want to talk about a slightly about Street Fighter Six? Oh yeah, let's talk about Street Fighter. Let's talk um, about Street Fighter Six. Yeah, so Street Fighter Six is something that I wanted to bring up here. That came out also uh, a, like a week or two before Final Fantasy Sixteen, so a bit older by the time that you're hearing this episode. But we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, this game is is fantastic. Um, this is the best Street Fighter since Third Strike. Um, which is, I do not mince my words when I say that is a big deal. If you know me on this podcast, like, That's you know huge. that I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I'm a big Street Fighter fan, like a huge Street Fighter fan. I used to, uh, compete. I was no good. I was, I was, I wasn't great or anything, but I used to play in locals here, um, in Atlanta. Um, and I, uh, so I, I was kind of 
involved very lightly in the competitive scene with four um as a lot of people were so i kind of came up i guess i'm an old head now that's what they they call us who came up with four um but i um i've been so impressed with six like the moment that they showed six i think i'm even on record on this podcast saying like wow like capcom seems to be hitting it out of the park with this like the character designs the music the visuals um it the the fighting system in general is just brilliant um i i have really loved almost every single thing that they've done with uh with this the only thing <laughs> the only mark i could give against it is is i think the pricing structure the monetization is a little egregious i think it's like 15 or 20 bucks for like some some skins like i know the ninja turtle skins came out and they were very expensive um and like you have to pay for colors like additional like alternate colors outside of like i think colors three through ten um so you know that kind of sucks but um other than that though i think the game is a damn near perfect fighting game um and i mean that in almost every sense of the word you've got a robust single player mode um that uh, that has like it, it, I would say the best single player mode since um, Soul Calibur 2's Weapon Master mode, which to me is the pinnacle of fighting game single player modes, um, and uh, complete with cutscenes, complete with uh, giving the characters like even more personality, like like putting their personalities out in the forefront. Because when you meet the fighters out in the world, you can text with them. And they just have these hilarious exchanges. Like, Jury is a complete troll. Um, she'll send you, like, fishing links. Um, and uh, Cammy is, like, a total, uh, like, weirdo. Because she's, like, I mean, she's sweet, but she's just very secretive about everything. And it makes her very awkward uh, she, when she's, like, this this super uh, tough woman. Um but and Ryu doesn't even know how to use a cell phone when you meet him. He's like, what, what, what this basically? Um, uh, and it's just hysterical and I love it. It almost it very much reminds me of, of a Yakuza game, which is a is very high praise. Um, and uh, you're fighting like not just random people on the street, but you're fighting like drones and refrigerators and like it just wacky shit it's it's a good time i've spent probably like 25 to 30 hours in that mode and it's it's great um on top of that you've also got probably the best onboarding experience that any fighting game has ever had with all of the training tutorials that get you to play or that get you to learn not just like street fighter 6 uh, but just fighting games in general, how to dash, what that does, what movement does, what crouching will do. Um, it starts as simple as that and it gets as complex as learning how to parry, learning what a cross up is. Um, I've just never seen anything so in depth. Like it honestly feels like like something you would go on to like, you know, game facts for or buy a strategy guide or whatever, like, you know, or, or sure you can when that was around uh, sure you can dot com like um like it, it's so in depth, and not to mention, you can even get specific to your character. So, say I want to learn Ken. There's a whole training mode just dedicated to that character. All the characters have them. Um, it will tell it will tell you how to specifically play Ken, what his weaknesses are, what his strengths are. Um, you could go into combo trials and practice in the lab with him. Um, so it gives you like a set of uh, bread and butter combos to work with. Um, it, it's so robust. Not to mention um ranked 
casual matches, extra modes, which kind of are like these silly party game modes. And I think one of the coolest features is the Battle Hub, which replicates the real arcade experience uh, where you could bring your avatar into a virtual space, sit at a cabinet, and just have people come up to you and challenge you. And other people can come in, watch your cabinet, queue in line so they could basically quarter up, as it were. Um, and and you could just kind of have back and forth that way. It's this game is amazing. Um, it, it's it's truly everything that I think anybody with any passing interest with a fighting game uh, would be interested in. It's it's definitely the if you've ever wanted to get into Street Fighter and there's like if you ever wanted to get into fighting games just in general i i gotta admit i think the um like the tutorial is really good but then also the mix of the controls of either being uh it's classic modern and then one more right um yes i think it's called dynamic maybe um it's yeah it's very simple it's very simple i think it's almost like an auto attack but it balances it out by um i think you deal less damage i think yeah um yeah very cool mode yeah i mean weren't people doing really good in evo with uh um using like the different button layouts yes i think we had one i think one or two modern players in the top eight i want to say um definitely in the top 20 or 24 or 32 there were several i think there were a, a few modern players we have players on pad the game is uh is is very accessible that way uh for for pad play um so especially with people with disabilities as well the, the additional control uh schemes will help so accessibility is very very big um and i think just to get more people the ability to play like this game is just is brilliant I, I love what they've done with almost every single thing in this game. Dang, it sounds like we need to do some um, some community fight nights, son. I would love that. I, I think that's a great idea. Okay. It's in the works, y'all. Heard it, heard yeah. it here first in the comeback episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, all right, so I have a, I have a couple of questions. Um, yeah. So being that you've, you know, you've played Street Fighter you know, uh, for a long time, um the this let's let's sort of talk about the story mode for a little bit because this is a departure from most street fighter games most street fighter games we usually get the arcade you fight six people you get a uh which this game does have by by the way of an arcade you know story mode um but like the actual story mode um how does how does it feel sort of playing as like a uh uh unnamed fighter in this universe it's really it actually works i was a little i was was slightly concerned prior to release about that and and i thought it might be a little cheesy and contrived um to have your character basically be like just this badass who knew everything um but no it's actually integrated very very well um i love the idea that the people that you meet are essentially your masters you're learning under them um and i mean even they even make it sort of totally makes sense even with characters like like jp who is this game's uh primary antagonist uh they even make that make sense because it's almost like against your will sort of um that you're learning from him uh and so i i think that that stuff is is awesome um and and again like i said i think it 
by by bringing yourself into that world, you can attach, you know, you know yourself to a lot of these fighters in a way that you've never been able to do before. Because I, I do think that there's a difference between you going through a story mode and playing as those characters, and then you bringing in like a created player and interacting with them. I think that brings a different dimension to it and, and brings out some of those characters' personalities even even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I. I didn't finish the story mode yet, but it's, it's something that it's on like the back burner. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I, I'm enjoying my time with it. Like it's uh, it it has like this goofy charm to it. Like, yeah. Just just being able to just run up to somebody and like hit them with the sure you can <laughs> start mm-hmm. a fight. Uh, yeah. Like that just, it, 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 ceases, it ceases to to make me laugh. It's it's a it's a really great love letter to not just like the street fighter lore which it absolutely is because in a number of times the the masters will talk about you know their past and and uh or whatever they've been up to and you'll get like illustrations with characters who aren't in six yet like so i've seen dudley i've seen uh oro i've seen uh i've seen makoto referenced i'm hoping makoto gets in there crossing my fingers um you know you see abuki i think at one point um sakura like a lot of these fan favorite characters uh are kind of in the background el fuerte like they've been hanging out like ihondo will talk about his like long-standing feud with el fuerte because they both like to cook and so they've had like cook-offs and stuff together um and uh and and ryu will talk about like goken and like his past training with with goken his old master uh so yeah it's like it rewards you if you are a longtime street fighter player but also it intrigues you um if you are new to the franchise um and it also is a love letter to all of capcom's uh games like final fight is a big one final fight has always been like very closely tied to street fighter um but this game makes it like just boom boom right in your face i know street fighter 4 i think four or five i think it was four had like a mike hagar letter level um but this one like it takes place uh world tour that the single player mode in six takes place in um i don't know why i wanted to say new donk city that's that's not it uh that's mario metro thank you metro city um it takes place in metro city with a big ass mike hagar statue like it's the first thing you see um and uh and and the people are like mad gear like you're fighting mad gear people it's like final fight villains cody's referenced specifically guy um all people who have actually made appearances as a street fighter as well but whose origins lie in final fight um so if you are some of the places are actually named like engraved in the city um like in the Times Square equivalent of Metro City, which is like a New York City equivalent, essentially. Um, they have like a bunch of engravings with like, you know, Final Fight and, and pretty much all of Capcom's releases like Darkstalkers and and stuff like that. Um, so it's just it's a really cool monument and a celebration of all things Capcom, which I think is also pretty rad, too. Yeah. How many? Um, well, I think there's one DLC character out now, right? Yep, there's one. There's going to be yeah. four guaranteed, um, which I'm sure we'll get more. But there's four in the current pass. Okay. How do you feel? Like, do you feel like the the DLC pricing structure is it fair? Do you? Is it something that do you feel like if you play enough of this game, is it worth buying like the pass? I think so. I think it's fair, especially if you play a lot of it. I think that you know, like I bought the um, edition that got me the character pass. Um, 
in, in the bundle. So um, I'm going to get those four characters. So Rashid is the first one. Um, Aki is the second. Ed is the third. And then Akuma is the fourth. Um, I think it's like 20, 30 bucks, something like that. I think that's pretty fair. Um, you know, consider, considering what these characters will be. I think it's 20. Um, and so that's like five bucks character. Um, and yeah, I think they're very robust. They don't feel like add-on characters at all. Or so far, they don't feel like add-on characters. Uh, they just released a gameplay trailer of Aki, I think, last week as of this recording. Um, and she looks great. Um, very unique. I think she's a brand new character. And Rashid plays uh, similar, yet has that six that street fighter six flair um and, and he's a lot of fun uh, he's not like the type of character that i'm going to main because i'm terrible with him uh but he was really fun to mess around in the lab with um i, I don't know if you've heard about this chris but you you can rent characters i think for an hour or two to try them out before you buy them oh see they, capcom has learned they have learned <laughs> and 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 I'm proud of them. I, I applaud them. That's good. That's good for them. About time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I, I think I still have it downloaded. Um, I need to finish story mode and sort of just uh, sort of get better. Like I, I've I've dabbled in the battle hub for a little bit. So like I've uh, uh, had the experience of sitting like at, at the cabinet and like having people come in. I play yeah. I play grapple characters and people hate us. So <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's it is true. So, so, so I'd get a couple good matches in and like people would watch. I'm like, nah, I'm 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 not gonna do that. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. Um it's fun. It's a fun game. It it's really great. I'm sure we're gonna talk about this a lot more as the year progresses. Um this is a game, one of the games that probably is not gonna leave my console um at, at like in the near future. So you know, it's something it's one of my podcast games, too. Like if I just feel like doing something with my hands while I'm like listening to something um, or passing a little bit of time, I'll hop into like some casuals or a ranked game or two. Um, I've made it as far as platinum uh, with Chun-Li and uh, I'm not that good. I've still got a long way to go. Uh, she's very technical. She's a very technical character in six more so than I think she's ever been. So I'm having actually a really tough time with her because I'm not a. I'm not a traditionally technical fight uh, fighter. Like I am kind of a, I, I rely a lot on my footsies. So, um, okay. so, so like a whole bunch of like combos and maximizing damage and basically that Marvel shit. No, I can't like, I can't do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. So, man, I, I, oh man, it just got triggered. <laughs> yeah 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 Ch chun is chun is tough in this one she this is this is the it's the most rewarding version of her but it's the hardest so um mm. but i've i've had a lot of fun kind of playing around the roster to be honest like i'm gonna stick with her uh just because she's always been the main for me but but i've actually had a lot of interest in ken ken's a lot of fun which i am not a ken player at all like i've i loved him in three but uh or third strike specifically but I, I've just never been a Ken player. Um, I don't really mess with a lot of the Shotos, but but Ken in this game, he looks cool. This is his coolest look since Third Strike. He always looks like a, a giant doofus in every Street Fighter game, but in Six, he actually is kind of cool, and I'm mad about it because he's like kind of brooding in this one because his life got all fucked up. Um, so I'm kind of mad that I, he he does look cool. It's like the brooding thing is working for me. Um, so. Um, I like I like his design. I like his his style is is rad. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I think almost everyone on this roster is very fun to play. Um, there's only one character I really haven't clicked that much with, but even then I found some fun in them. Uh, so yeah, a big success in my opinion with the roster. Probably best roster I've in one of these games, maybe ever. Maybe very, best starting yeah, roster. Very solid starting roster for sure. And yeah. like, because you don't really feel like you're getting too too much with like overlap characters, even with the characters that are you know same style, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's enough of a difference between all of them where you won't really feel too much of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not at all. There's only like a couple Shoto characters. It's Ryu and Ken. Um, you know, a few of the characters have projectiles, obviously. Like, you know, you got your Giles, you got your Lukes and things like that. But there's so many ways to get in. And we haven't even talked about like, or like you the know, new systems. Any, like yeah, the, the new drive, systems. Drive, drive gauge, drive crash. Yeah, yeah. You got your drive gauge, uh, your drive impact, your drive rush, your reversal. Um, you, there are so, this is, it's it's a i would say it's it's a very beginner friendly game like if you're brand new to fighting games you never played one before you can absolutely just jump in on this um i do think on a once you get like decent um there is a satisfying what i think sets this apart from other fighting games is that there is a highly satisfying level of uh complexity to the combat where you are having to manage a bunch of different gauges um, in order to win. You have to watch the corner in this game or else you will be stunned uh, because of drive rush, um, which is basically like a free knockdown if, if the other player doesn't react. So, um, but there's a, there's a trade-off with that too. It's very telegraphed and can be easily countered, even though it gets you a guaranteed knockdown. So you have, it's a very much street fighters always been chess. So it's like, it's been a chess game. And I think, like now with Street Fighter Six, it's like 4D chess, um, and and I find it highly satisfying, highly satisfying. Mm. Yep, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back into this game. I should be playing this instead of Overwatch. <laughs> oh boy, um, <laughs> I do. If you don't mind, uh, I do have one more game I would like to briefly mention. Okay, um, I did want to talk about Bomb Rush Cyberfunk for a second, mm. just real quick. Um, Team Reptile uh, completed this game uh, or developed this game, and uh, they they are the dev studios who did uh, Lethal League, uh, which was a game released a few years ago. That was like a sports game, but uh, they are known for having a style that's reminiscent of Jet Set Radio. And uh, I'm I, I was very excited about this and stayed away from majority of the media about it because uh, Bomber Cyberfunk looked like Jet Set Radio. It looked like a worthy, it looked like a successor, essentially. It could have been Jet Set Radio 3 for all anybody knew. Uh, very similar art style, music, um, even down to like the characters dancing on screen. Um, Jet Set Radio is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, like those two games, Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. Um, they influenced me uh, deeply, like as a as a kid growing up, playing it and even replaying it. I think those games mostly hold up today. Um, outside of some kind of wonky controls, um, I think they are beautiful games with uh, just immaculate style and honestly a message, a story um, that is uh, resonant uh, even even today um, about freedom of expression and uh, you know anti capitalism and and all sorts of stuff like that. So. Uh, bomber cyberfunk has come out and i have completed it it came out last week on playstation and xbox um it was out a few weeks ago on pc and switch 
uh, but I wanted to wait. Uh, my PC can't run. Pro- I didn't want to risk it trying to run that game um, <laughs> at 4K. So I just waited for PlayStation and Xbox. Um, so I have completed it at this point. It's The story is not very long. It's like maybe six hours or so, but like there's a lot of stuff to do post-game. Um, I'm happy to say that uh, that they nailed it. Uh, Team Reptile nailed this this game. Um, this it it almost it it almost it makes me weepy <laughs> how good this game is um, because they brought back the feeling that I've waited over twenty years uh, to to have, um, and that is that is a worthy successor. This, this could have been just at Radio Three, honestly. Um, that's how good of a job that they did. Uh, they got Hideki Naganuma uh, back on the track for i think he produced three songs for the soundtrack that i think has almost 30 tracks on it um and it is like some of the most funky addictive just some of these tracks are just straight bangers like it's it's a perfect mix of hip-hop and and uh electro beat and dance music um even a little bit of punk in there um and it is there's such an exuberance around this game that is is just beautiful to behold. Like I feel the love coming out of it, um, and I, I really couldn't be happier with it. You're doing a lot of the same stuff that you're doing in Jet Set Radio. You're tagging, um, you're tagging in in the city over other uh, teams' uh, graffiti. Cops are chasing you. There's a lot more cop interaction in this one, which I wasn't as crazy about, but they're easy enough to deal with. Um, and uh, there's a lot more story in this too. Uh, Jet Set Radio was, was always kind of light with the cutscenes, but but this is very cutscene heavy with a story that is okay. It's serviceable. It's not bad. It's it's fine. Um, but yeah, the, the the true strength of this game just comes with the moment to moment gameplay. Uh, there's a trick system in here that's very. Uh, it's akin to Tony Hawk. Um, so if you, I mean, Tony Hawk, another game that I grew up with and have a lot of love for, um, and, uh, that it's, it's, it's truly amazing what they were able to achieve, um, here you gain boost by grinding and leaning into corners. And that also increases your multiplier, uh, which is a new addition to, to this and jet set radio. You, you got a score, but you couldn't really keep a combo uh, in those games uh, but in this one you do because you have manuals and you have inline skates bmx and skateboards so you can like uh you know grind on a rail do a manual to a, a vertical a, a vert um like or a half pipe or whatever and uh you know continue that like it's very expressive in how like you want to uh, execute your tricks so you're doing that you're setting scores you're tagging um and you're just dancing, dancing to this to some sick beats, uh, and it's it, this game is pure joy, pure unadulterated joy. Um, and I'm certainly gonna be kind of coming back to this one uh, every, every now and then uh, just to just kind of mop up all the stuff that I haven't done already. Dang, is this game of the year contender? Um, I will certainly be thinking about it for sure uh, as the year goes on. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But I mean, this is I'll, I'll go ahead and say right now, I think this is one of the most fun times that I've had with a game. Um, and this was, this was something that I, I was very worried about. Like, you know, I was, I was worried about this game because I was afraid that it would be overly reliant on the nostalgia and not, not enough of its own thing. Mm. And, and it doesn't, it, 
it doesn't seem like that was the case. It seemed like it presented enough of its own identity to not just make it a Jet Set Radio clone. Because I think that's the worst thing it could have been is just just a copy paste of those games. Even though I would have played that and I, I probably would have really enjoyed it, but I think that would have been disappointing to me on some level. Um, and I, I think the team could have done more. Uh, I, I would have thought that the team would do more with that. And, and it looks like they did. They really put their own spin on things and it does truly feel like an evolution. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about those games, uh, Chris, but if you are at all curious, uh, even if in a, with a passing interest in those games, I would say check it out. I would recommend it. Do you okay? So I've I don't have like that attachment to this series. So I've played like a very like small amount of those games. Like I think I may even have it like on Steam. So like it's one of those things I could I could boot up. Should I play this first to like appreciate the appreciate the older games more? Or like, is this something where like, if you've never really even played uh, Jet Set Radio, can you jump in and appreciate the game? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You can jump in here. I mean, I, in fact, I thought about this a lot while playing the game. Um, this was, I think this is this generation's Jet Set Radio. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, I mean, certainly go seek those games out if you're interested, but um, no, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, go do your homework and play those games first. No, I would just jump into to Bomb Rush. I think, again, it does its own thing. Like my knowledge and familiarity with Jet Set Radio, um, like enhanced my enjoyment of it, but like it didn't help me play the game better, okay. if that makes sense. Like, makes sense. yeah, like I, I felt like I had to kind of I felt like I was actually worse at the game than like at Bomb Rush than I was at Jet Set. Uh, there was a just more things going on in bomb rush than uh than i was anticipating which is a good thing i, I was i was pleasantly surprised about that hmm. and i guess this is on playstation X- xbox as well yep it's on pretty much everything okay hmm. yeah I'll, this is definitely on that list but like hearing your praises about it i'll i'll have to play this before you know our, our game of the year discussions yeah i think i definitely would check it out man i think it's a it's 40 bucks it's not full price um but it it is 40 bucks um you know it's it's i would maybe avoid the switch version unless you really gotta have that no yeah okay okay (laughs) i haven't purposely bought like a switch game in like about a year okay because yeah yeah. I, I wanted I wanted the stable 60 frames per second, which I heard that it kind of has some dips here and there uh, with some of the with the frame rate. Like there's a way to unlock the frame rate rate and make it 60. Um, but I, there are some dips and I don't it's not native 4K, unlike um, I think on the consoles and PC. Um, if it's not native 4K on the console on PS5 and Xbox, it, it has to be at least upscaled. It, it looks very, very sharp um so yeah i would say go for those first the pc or the con- the other consoles before you go switch unless of course you just need that portability um i've heard it's like it's solid it's it's good if that's what you have um but i, I opted for the other consoles okay yeah i will probably double dip on this game i really liked it a lot hmm all right well um that's that's pretty much all uh we have for this week um i feel like starfield is going to be a conversation that we'll have over the next at least the next month 
Yeah. Oh man, excuse me. Oh, bless you. There you go. Um but uh yeah, um Starfield talk. Um of course with other games coming out, you know, holiday season's going to be crazy this year, so uh we we will, you know, try and play these games, give you guys some impressions. Uh uh to let you guys know about these games before you invest your money into it because it's it's a lot out there. Not only are these are these games um competing for like, you know, our wallets, but also our time too. Uh you know, yep. I feel like some of these games I could sort of play through and never really like touch it again. But then there's also like other games that, you know, you have your Street Fighter Sixes, you have uh um games that you could just jump into, dabble in and you know jump into something else. So Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a good time to be a gamer and uh we have plenty to talk about, so we will be, you know, posting more. Um, you know, shout out to everyone that's listening to you know this audio version of uh, "Should I Play That?" Um, follow us on social media. Should I play that everywhere? Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. Um, I want to stream at some point. You know, I I created a, a kick account. I want to try some different things. I might multi-stream. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, my multi-stream um, and sort of jump on different platforms at the same time. Uh, but yeah, we have, we have some fun things in the future. Uh, so please like, subscribe, do all that stuff to help us with the algorithms. We appreciate it. And um, we will catch you guys next time. Oh, wait. No, the, mu- the theme music wasn't playing. Well, oh, yep. see? No, no this music. Is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is why we do these test episodes. Peace, guys. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, that whole-